the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. And a good morning to you. Excuse me. Thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to thank that frog for joining us as well this morning. Uh, it is a Tuesday, this, the uh, first morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2023, uh, 2022. Boy, I'm having a great start, aren't I? <clears throat> Excuse me, you get that frog in the throat and it just messes everything up all the way up into the brain, I suppose. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, we will get better this, I promise you. We've got a very uh, important show lined up for you today because we're going to give a history lesson, one that you wouldn't think you need, one that you would not think that you need, and and maybe you don't. Maybe just some 66-year-old liberals, maybe they need a history lesson that your kids probably got as early as mm, sixth grade, probably. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, coming up in about a half an hour, we're going to talk to Vince Everett Ellison. Haven't talked to Vince in a little while, but we have talked to Vince before. He's an author, and he's uh, got a new book, and it is tremendously important at this particular moment in time. Because we are watching the Democrats lie themselves right out of power in Congress, uh, to say the very least. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison has a book uh, entitled 25 Lies. 25 Lies That the Democrats Are Telling. 25 Lies Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies and How to Refute Them, to Be Precise. And he's going to talk about uh, a, a number of things, including some current events going on right now as Joe Biden uh, continues to practice identity politics, uh, continues to practice racism by discriminating, discriminating against white judges, sexism by discriminating against male judges, and as he continues to practice affirmative action 
by way of his planned Supreme Court nomination. So Vince Everett Elvison, who happens to be a black man, is uh, interested in this. We're going to talk about that coming up at 935, along with some of the other lies that are getting the Democrats booted right out of Washington, D.C., or at least out of their uh, power positions. So that's coming up at 9.35. Then at 10.10, you know that today is Tuesday, and that's probably why you're here, because you know that means it's Kersenow Day. And Peter Kersenow will be with us coming up at 10.10 this morning on a whole host of issues, including some of those that we will cover in our opening monologue, which will be starting right after I ask you to rise, patriots. Stand if you wouldn't mind, and I know you don't, because I know this is important to you. And if you have a flag, face it. And if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and uh, put your hand on your heart and prepare to join us in our Pledge of Allegiance, which we start this show with each and every day in our first segment. If you are a leftist, if you are a Whoopi Goldberg supporter, if you are a Snoop Dogg fan, if you are an NFL supporter of racists, misogynists, and cop haters doing halftime shows, well you probably aren't interested in standing and joining us for our Pledge of Allegiance to this great republic anyway. You'd rather take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback. So, for the rest of us... I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, 10 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock. I always try to tease a little bit about what's coming up in the monologue with my Pledge of Allegiance um, uh, precursor, if you will. And yes, we are going to be talking about Whoopi Goldberg. I, um, I, I fail to comprehend this, but I'm going to do my best to talk through it and, and also welcome your thoughts at 216-901-0945 on this. At what age do you think you learned about World War II? Now, you may say high school, possibly, but I kind of think, you know, Pearl Harbor, D-Day, um, the Holocaust, I kind of think, think these things are started in middle school history classes. Now, if I'm wrong, I apologize. I used to teach middle school, but I taught English. I didn't teach history, so I, I, I don't know specifically when that curriculum starts to uh, work its way in. Uh, to you know, to the kids' lives, I, I kind of feel like probably middle school. So your kids may have learned about what the Holocaust was all about as early as sixth grade, maybe seventh grade, eighth grade, certainly before they turned fourteen, fifteen, and went into high school, or when they went into high school. Um, maybe if you're a good parent who you know teaches their kids about some of the more important things that they need to know in this country, maybe you taught it to them yourself. Maybe you talk to them about these kinds of things. Maybe you talk to them about racism and anti-Semitism, and maybe you talk to them about uh, the genocide of the Jewish race. Apparently, those conversations weren't held in the Goldberg home. Because Whoopi Goldberg, who is not in sixth grade, but she is 66 years of age. I had to look that up because I just wondered how it's possible for somebody to live 66 years in this country, in the United States of America, the bastion of freedom, the nation that joined with Great Britain and other allies to liberate Jewish concentration camps where Jews were tortured and worked to death, if not outright gassed to death. Um, Jews suffered this fate 
interestingly enough, and specifically 6 million Jews. How does one get to live to be 66 years of age in this country and never know that? And never know that Jews are a race. That Judaism can be a religion, people can convert to Judaism, the faith, but it is also an ethnic race. How do you live to be 66 and not know what the Holocaust was? Because that's what Whoopi Goldberg said yesterday morning on The View, that the Holocaust wasn't about race. What are you talking about? I want you to listen to liberal insanity crossing the Rubicon. This is this is a bridge too far. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. It yeah, no, it's Jews about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about race. But these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, they have to black but people see them as white. And they but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to assume that if any commentator on The View or in any public forum whatsoever, on a high school kids newscast, you know how they do that in schools now? They do the announcements. used to be just, when we were kids, used to be just over the PA system, and now they have TVs in every room, and they do the, the, the school news announcements. From there all the way to, through to network television, radio, podcasting, anybody speaking into a tin can tied to a string in another tin can. If anybody actually said slavery wasn't about race, slavery wasn't about race. It wasn't. Let's be real here. It's about man's inhumanity to man. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that person is going to be out of a job. And that person is going to be canceled probably right into suicide. And I don't say that lightly, and I certainly don't say that to mock suicide. That is an extraordinary issue in this world today, because suicide attempts are on a huge rise in the United States. But I mean that person's career and personal friendships and relationships would be canceled so far as to a person being isolated and ostracized um, that they would never be able to recover, at least to live a normal semblance of their life. You can't say that it's not about race, it's just about man's inhumanity to man. That would be insane. It was about the enslavement of Africans, at least American slavery, was, was about, and, and British slavery was about the enslavement of Africans. Now, of course, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and talk about all of the slavery throughout history, including Jewish slaves uh, uh, back, uh, you know, uh, you know, with the Egyptians. I, I don't want to go into all of the um, different uh, forms of slavery that have enslaved virtually all ethnicities of people in one form or another throughout world history, including into ancient Rome and into ancient Greece and so forth. 
But for modern-day purposes, we look at slavery, and it's the enslavement of Africans. By non-Africans. Is it man being inhumane to man? Sure. But the men that were chosen were chosen because they were African men and women. Yet Whoopi Goldberg does not believe that the Holocaust, which was specifically targeted at Jews in Europe, she doesn't consider that to be race. It wasn't about race. It was man's inhumanity to man. Inhumanity to man. And after all, these were two groups of white people, she said. And as you know, white people cannot be victims of racism. Not in the mind of a racist like Whoopi Goldberg. Not in the mind of a progressive, a liberal, a leftist like Whoopi Goldberg. This is, this is just a, a, a truism that they believe to their core. White people can't be uh, victims of racism. Especially if other white people are doing it. In the mind of a leftist lunatic like Whoopi Goldberg, the Nazis and the Jews were just two groups of whites going at it. Literally, her words, two white groups going after each other. Her words. They're two white groups who were equal enemy combatants who were fighting it out. Now, this is, this is what Whoopi Goldberg said on The View yesterday. This is what Whoopi Goldberg believes. She didn't just say it in passing and say, no, I didn't mean it that way. Of course, you know, Jew, Jew, Judaism is a race, that there are ethnic Jews, and that, yes, they were targeted by Hitler with the final solution, which, by the way, anybody who has read one single page of a history book knows that the final solution referred to, quote, the final solution to the Jewish question. What do we, the Third Reich, what do we, Nazi Germany, what do we do about the Jews, whom the, the, the Nazis blamed for everything? That they were vile, that they compared to rats, that they compared to animals, that they believed needed to be exterminated thusly. It, the, the, the entire plan the construction of the concentration camps, the building of the of the gas chambers, the ovens, the digging of the mass graves, graves, all of it was a part of, quote, the final solution to the Jewish question. And Whoopi Goldberg, 66 years of age, does not know that that was the target of the Holocaust because of their ethnic race. It's just two groups of white people going at it. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should should your child say, oh, my God, I I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're going to say. They're going to say, I don't want to be like that. They started the orchestra. To play her off the stage before she dug herself any deeper, but it was too late by then. The damage had been done. She couldn't unring that bell. Now here's part two of the story. Last night, Stephen Colbert on the CBS Late Show invites Whoopi to try to unring that bell. Whoopi We know you didn't really mean to say that it wasn't racism that drove the Holocaust, 
that drove the final solution to the Jewish question that led to six million ethnic Jews being uh, 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 destroyed, literally being exterminated as the as the vermin that the Nazis saw them as. We know you didn't really mean that. Let's listen as Whoopi Goldberg simultaneously apologizes and doubles down on her own statement. Listen. It, it upset a lot of people, yes. which was never, ever, ever, ever my intention. I okay. thought we were having a discussion uh, because I've, I feel being black when we talk about race it's a very different thing to me mm-hmm. so i said that i i felt that the holocaust wasn't important. i have to stop it there because that that's the point that i was trying to make before to people like whoopi goldberg white people can't be victims of racism she said as a black person it looked different to me as a black person i have a hard time seeing white persons which she must refer jews to to uh, to jews as I have a hard time seeing white persons as victims of racism. I'm black. The only people who can be victims of, of, of uh, racism are blacks. In Whoopi Goldberg's mind, if you're not black, you can't be a victim of racism. That's why she saw the ethnic extermination of Jews as not being racism, but two groups of white people going at it. That's why she thinks that way. It's, it's a very different thing to me. Mm-hmm. So I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting, you know, all of the, the mail from folks and mm-hmm. the very real anger because people feel very differently. But I thought it was a, a salient discussion because as a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. Again, again. This is the leftist mindset of critical race theory. If you don't look like me, you can't be a victim of racism. It's all about how you look. If your skin is darker, then you are a victim of racism for your entire life. If your skin is lighter, you are an oppressor and you cannot be considered a victim. That's critical race theory in action. Coming out of the mouth of this hideous creature known as Whoopi Goldberg. This incredibly vile, anti-Semitic person who doesn't understand that people who have lighter skin than her can indeed be victims of racism, especially when they are ethnic Jews. So I see you, and I know what race you are. And the discussion was about how I felt about that. I felt that, that it was really more about man's inhumanity to man and how horrible people can be to people and we're seeing it manifest itself these days but people were very angry and they said no no we are a race and i i i understand i understand i I now at age 66 you understand that judaism is a race that jews are an ethnicity a literal ethnicity a biological genetic ethnicity now at 66 you're just finding this out i felt differently i respect everything everyone is saying to me and i I, you know i don't want to fake apologize you know i i was i very upset about that people are misunderstood what i was saying and so because of it uh they're saying that i'm anti-semitic and that uh i'm denying the holocaust and all these other things which you know 
would never occur to me. Which is exactly what you did. You dismissed the Holocaust as two groups of white people fighting with each other. One being inhumane to another. Not about Judaism, not about race, not about Jews being viewed as less than the way that Africans who were rounded up and sold into slavery by other Africans and put onto ships and brought to uh, to North America, they were viewed as less than human. They were viewed as animals. Well, the Jews were viewed as animals, as particularly rats, vermin, something to be exterminated and wiped out. And she doesn't see the parallel. She doesn't see the obvious similarities between the way Africans were treated during the slave era and Jews were treated during the Holocaust. She honestly doesn't see that. But she doesn't want to fake apologize. That was last night on the Colbert Show. Later, she fake apologized. I'll give you that part of it coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 928. So uh, Whoopi went to Colbert last night and said, uh, you know, I really didn't mean it that way. I uh, never really realized that Jews were a race. Uh, but I still think it's inhumanity to man. She doubled down in addition to trying to make good. She said, I'm not going to fake apologize. But then last night she took to Twitter and fake apologized. Quote, on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it's about both. As Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about not the Nazis' system, sorry, the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. The Jewish people around the world have always had my support, and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I caused. Written with my sincerest apologies, Whoopi Goldberg. So she fake apologizes after doubling down on Colbert on her point. She still doesn't understand. She still doesn't understand what happened during the Holocaust and why the individuals who were targeted for elimination, for extermination. Again, I hate using that word because it, it calls to mind you know rodents or insects. What you do when you uh, have an infestation in your home, you call the ex- exterminator, right? But literally, this is what the, the subhuman uh, you know, Nazi ghouls viewed the Jews as. This is what Hitler and Goebbels... Um, and, and the rest of them thought of the Jewish people. They were rats. They were rats to be exterminated. And that was why the final solution, everybody knows about throughout their history, the final solution, uh, people know was, was the Holocaust and the, literally the, you know, by, by, by the scores, the movement of, and the capture of Jews, families, entire towns and communities and villages of Jews and putting them on trains, and taking them to concentration camps where they can be systematically exterminated. This is how they felt that the Jews should be treated, exterminated like the vermin that they are. For Whoopi Goldberg to not understand that at age 66 and to go on to live television uh, in 2022 and make such statements is incomprehensible. Also incomprehensible, the forgiveness factor that she is being Uh, she is being offered. As Ben Shapiro wrote on Twitter, 
If Whoopi Goldberg had ever expressed sympathy with a conservative cause in her entire life, she'd be out of a job today. But leftism confers immunity from anti-Semitism concerns, as we already know from Ilhan Omar and Sharia Tlaib. And he's exactly right. If you are conservative or even remotely conservative and you do what Whoopi Goldberg did, you're gone. You're done. If you are a leftist champion, a champion of progressives and, and CRT, well, then you are easily forgiven. It's just a simple mistake. She, she didn't mean it that way. She clarified it. She went on Colbert, and everything is good now. No, it's not good now. One more tweet from Ben Shapiro before I go to the break. Goldberg explaining that the Holocaust wasn't about race because these were two groups of white people isn't just insipid. It's insidious. It's downplaying the minority status of Jews in order to uphold BS intersectional arguments that justify anti-Semitism today. So glad that Ben Shapiro is out there in front of all of this. He, of course, is a very proud Jewish man. He wears the yarmulke. He is Orthodox, and he believes um, you know, everything that he is saying about Whoopi Goldberg and everything that he is saying, uh, he is saying about uh, anti-Semitism today should be learned by all. All right, let's get a time out here. Vince Everett Ellison will join me after the, after the news. Nine thirty-seven. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday. Don't forget, Peter Kersenow, longest-serving member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights, will be joining me at uh, ten ten this morning, as he does each and every Tuesday. But joining me now is a gentleman I interviewed uh, a couple of months back, and I really enjoyed it. And when I saw uh, this opportunity to talk with him again about his new book, Twenty Five Lies. Exposing Democrats' most dangerous, seductive, damnable, destructive lies and how to refute them. I said, yes, please. Let's have Vince Everett Ellison back on our program to talk about what's going on in the world today and how it relates to those 25 uh, massive lies. Vince Everett Ellison, good morning. Glad to have you back on the airwaves here in Cleveland, Ohio. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm so happy to be with you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. I loved learning your story the last time we spoke about your history, how you grew up. Your parents were sharecroppers. In fact, I, I want to use your background as you were born on, you know, for those who don't remember, you were, you were born in Tennessee on a cotton plantation. Your parents were sharecroppers. You had a very, very interesting upbringing and learning of your family's history. And, and we talked about this in, in some depth before. I want to get your thoughts on what happened yesterday with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, going on uh, her nationally televised The View and uh, declaring that the Holocaust wasn't about racism. The Holocaust was about two groups of white people and man's inhumanity to man. That's how she saw this. And then, Vince, she went on Stephen Colbert last night to clarify and said, as a black woman, I see things differently. I see racism as something I can see. Uh, in other words, if you're not black, you can't be a victim of racism. I think she's the living embodiment of critical race theory that says everything shall be judged on its color. If you're darker skinned, you are a victim of racism for your entire life. If you are lighter skinned, even Jews, you can't be a victim of racism. It was just one group of white people being cruel to another group of white people. Vince, give me your, your, your reaction to that. 
Whoopi is a um, Whoopi is a symptom of the affirmative action program here in America. Comedian. She's not a historian. She's not an educator. She's a comedian. Um, she doesn't know how stupid she is. She actually believes this stuff because she doesn't know any better. And you have these liberals that will put people on TV, black people, because they are famous and because they made money, you know, giving crass jokes and doing stupid things like LeBron James, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Kaepernick. Because they have, because they're influencers, they put them on TV and because they're liberal, and then they come to find out, ooh, they're really stupid. Whoopi Goldberg just doesn't know any better. Uh, but this is what they do. When Jim, when, when, when Joe Biden, uh, said, if you do not support my, 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 my voting rights bill, you are racist. When he says, if you do not, any black person that doesn't vote for me, they're black. I mean, they're, 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 not, they're, black. they're, they're not black. Right. When he put a Supreme, when he nominated this female Supreme Court justice, and he said, he didn't, he, he made sure he didn't say she was the most qualified. He did that for a reason. He wanted black people to understand that you cannot make it in America based on your marriage. We decide. We decide who moves up. And everybody in the black caucus and every black politician said nothing because they know that's how they made it. They made it because the white master chose them to be in those positions. They didn't do it by marriage. They didn't do it by intelligence. They didn't do it by hard work. They did it because they were chosen. They were the dregs of black society. They were the people of black society. And the only way they could make it was if their master chose them and said, you take this position. I've given it to you, and you better be grateful. That's what we go over. She's not smart. She's not intelligent. She's one of the dregs of black society that they took and put in a position and said, you say what we tell you to say. You do what we tell you to do, or we're going to remove you. See, if you earn it, they can't do that to you. They can't take it from you if you earn it. It's yours. But they're given things. And Whoopi Goldberg is a product of that. And what she said was just completely ridiculous. My 13-year-old daughter told me about it yesterday. She said, Daddy, did you hear what Whoopi Goldberg said today? And I said, no. And she told me about it. She was appalled. She said, she's that stupid? I said, baby, a lot of them are that stupid. They don't understand or know what they're talking about. Isn't it obvious? Look at the black community. Look at how, after 200 years of being in America, 50 years since the civil rights movement, the black community is still at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in the Western world. Worse in education, worse in income, crime, you name it. Nevertheless, they celebrate the civil rights movement. They scream about racism. And here's the thing. Your listeners understand this. Racism is a lie. It is an artificial construct developed by the white slave master to put him in a position of authority over his slaves. It's almost like a master training a dog, right? You have a Rockweiler or you have a lion. The, 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 the lion can kill you whenever you want, but you made it believe that you're superior. And so if you ask the lion if your master is superior, he will say, yes, he is. And the master has to, has to maintain that superiority in order to keep the lion in control. Same thing with racism. The black person that believes in white supremacy is the black person that also believes in white in, in black inferiority. I don't believe in white supremacy. You know why? I've never met a white man superior to me. Wow. Never. No, you know they what, Vince, that is, that is powerful and that is accurate. And again, I mentioned CRT and how Whoopi is kind of the living embodiment uh, because that is what CRT does. It teaches young black kids 
uh, that you are inferior. You will always be exactly. oppressed by these people. And, you know, who, who can oppress you but somebody better than you? Nobody can oppress you yeah. unless they are superior to you. So they're teaching young kids, they're teaching young white kids that you are oppressors and it's in your DNA and you don't have any choice. You're light skinned, so you're going to always victimize darker skinned people. And it teaches young kids, like your 13 year old daughter, if she's exposed to CRT, that those superior white people are always going to put you down and keep you down because they're able to, which means that you have to accept the role of, of inferiority. And this is why these people are so dangerous. And this is why my book is so important. It gives people tidbits of information like that. See, you being a white man, if somebody talks to you about white, white supremacy, you can ask them, so you're trying to say that I'm superior to you. And they have to step back and they have to recheck themselves. You're trying to say, black man, that I am superior to you. Because one time a white liberal came up to me, a white man, and said, yeah, man, the black man can achieve things in America if the white man would get his foot off his neck. And I looked at this guy. I'm 6'2", 230. I can bench press over 300 pounds. I looked at this little white guy and I said, look at me and you. You think you can hold me down? And this guy just turned <laughs> ashen white because he had never been confronted with his stupidity before, right? I believe in brotherhood. I believe in fraternity. I believe that we all have gifts that God gave us. You have yours, I have mine. And we elevate these gifts. And when we do that, man, mankind is beautiful, isn't it? I mean, HVAC guy, guy that does transmissions, guy that's a doctor. We all take our gifts. And what the Democrats want you to do, they want you to be envious. They want you to be jealous. They want to talk about income inequality. They want to talk about white privilege. They want to uh, 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 systematic racism. They don't want you to understand that right now America has gone into a post-racial society where you can achieve anything you want if you're willing to work for it, sacrifice for it and get good people around you and push bad people away. That is the truth. It goes back to Genesis when Cain was angry because God had taken, had not accepted his offering, but had accepted his brother Abel. And God looked at his grandson and said, Cain, why are you angry? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if not, sin wakes at the door to master you, but you must master it. If you do well, Will you not be accepted? And all of these ne'er-do-wells on the left, burning buildings, screaming about uh, income inequality, screaming about systemic racism, screaming about white privilege, they are the ones that have not done well in society. They are the ones that still feel inferior. No matter what they do, no matter how much they achieve, they believe unless white society pats them on the head and says, you're a good boy, they don't believe they're nothing. CRT, as you said, and I have a chapter in my book on CRT, 25 Lives talks about these lies that Democrats throw at black people and white people every day. It tells you how to refute them. This is why this book is so important. Your, your listeners can go to VinceEllison.com. VinceEllison.com. One other thing that I talk about in this book, they talk about nonviolence being a Christian virtue. That is a lie. Nonviolence is not a Christian virtue. Non-aggression is a Christian virtue. There is no virtue in you and I walking down the street and seeing a young woman getting raped. And we not go to her aid because we're two Christian men and we're nonviolent. There's no virtue in you and I seeing um, uh, a young girl getting abducted by two men, and we not go to her aid and help her and hold those men for the police because we're nonviolent. There is no virtue in a man allowing other men to come and rape his children, beat his wife, destroy his property while he sits there and says, I'm nonviolent. It is a lie. And it is dragged, and, and that lie has driven young people from the faith from their Bible, and from Christianity, because it is a bold-faced lie. We are not nonviolent. We are non-aggressive. And if someone comes to try to take my freedom from me, somebody comes, comes and tries to take my rights from me, 
rights given to me by God, I got two things on my side that'll make them back up. Jesus Christ and my 38. Let them try it. <laughs> Vince Everett Ellison is my guest. Uh, last time we talked to Vince Everett Ellison, we talked about his book, The Iron Triangle, Inside the Liberal Democratic Plan uh, to Use Race to Divide Christians and America in Their Quest for Power and How We Can Defeat Them. Today we're talking about his newest book, which is 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. And those are just a couple of them. Um so news cycle right now, Vince, I want to apply this to your book. Um, I want to talk about the Supreme Court justice vacancy that has now uh, been created because the left forced Stephen Breyer into retirement, almost at the point of a spear. Uh, they literally forced him out before the Republicans can possibly take control of the Senate, making the opportunity to appoint a radical liberal to the to the court after November a lot harder. So they did this, and Joe Biden immediately says, yep, going to do what I told Jim Clyburn I would do back when I was running, and I needed his endorsement to get the black vote. I'm going to make sure that this justice is a black female. One way to look at that is, great, you're looking to diversify the court. Another way to look at it, perhaps more accurate, Vince, is you are racially discriminating against white women, and you are sexually discriminating against males, all males, including black males. Is that the best way to fill a vacancy on the most powerful court in the world? Of course not. And Joe Biden knows it, and that's that's one of my lies also. Democrats are not racist. Democrats are the most racist people in the world. Matter of fact, the whole civil rights movement was necessitated because of the Democrat Party's racism. The 1965 Voting Rights Act was necessitated because the Democrats had systematically, and historically it is just a fact, had stolen elections for 100 years. No doubt, it's historically accurate. Poll taxes, uh, um, intimidation, hanging people from trees. This is what they did to maintain their power. They've always been. Listen, your listeners understand this. They have always been an evil institution, hell-bent on destroying America. From the from slavery to the Civil War to Jim Crow, even now. This is a sadistic party. They take this they take this 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 this, this nomination. We should have historic situation. Joe Biden should have said very simply, I'm gonna nominate the best person for the job. Very simply. Then he walks out with this beautiful black woman who's who's who has gone to law school, who's been a judge, and said she's the most qualified. He couldn't do that. He cannot let America believe that we've entered into a post-racial society where black people can 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 rise based on their marriage. He had to let it be known. She's here because I put her there. See, Joe Biden is 80 years old. Jim Clyburn is not 80 years old. Joe Biden, as he has all, and let us all know, came from a slave-holding state. He's this old white plantation master mentality. And Jim Clyburn has the old house Negro mentality. They had to make it be understood that if a black person rises, they have to come through the house Negro to the master. So Jim wants this person to know, you came through me. You didn't get it on your own. And Joe wants Jim to know, I gave it to you. You did not do anything. It is how they've always worked in the black community. They've always worked it that way. And they always will. Every person in the Black Caucus is there because of a drawn majority black district. Drawn for them. They didn't go out there and hit the streets and earn the votes of, of their constituents. They have a segregated district drawn specifically for them. It's an affirmative action district. They've never gotten anything based on marriage. 
and they and if you look at their their their, their district and the places where they rule, you can definitely see it had been on merit. They they are all they all control the poorest, most crime ridden, least educated, dysfunctional districts in the United States of America. And they stay there because they do one thing well, and only one thing well. They get the black vote for the Democratic Party. And as long as they keep doing that, they're not going anywhere. And that's and that's going to be a problem for them now. Joe Biden is sinking fast with black voters. Every survey shows that black voters are turning more and more against him and against their agenda. And it's perhaps one of the reasons why it's considered a lifeline for this Supreme Court vacancy to be here now. And he can fill it with a black female in the hopes of courting some of those black voters that are abandoning him back and saying, look what he's doing for our side, uh, our race. We're talking to Vince Everett Ellison. He's an author who wrote 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, and Destructive Lies and How to Refute Them. Vince, I've only got about a minute left, but I want to ask you one more question related to this. And that is, uh, you were talking about Jim Crow and you were talking about voting rights. We all saw what happened right before the uh, 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 end of the, uh, the year. Uh, they tried to change the filibuster in the Senate in order to be able to federalize the elections to, in their words, pass a Voting Rights Act um, that would reverse these new Jim Crow laws that um, uh, Republicans are using to try to suppress the black vote, including voter ID. I, 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 I've talked to so many people who find it so offensive, people of color like yourself, black people who find it so offensive that they believe that black people, Democrats believe that black people are less capable of getting a photo identification than white people. That that if they if they have to show an identification, they're not going to be allowed to vote because they just can't make that happen. As a proud black man, Vince Everett Ellison, how does that make you feel when Democrats tell you you're less capable than white people? I always see above what they're talking about. You're not. They're not talking about. Black inferiority. They're talking about their own inferiority. See, understand when white people start talking about uh, white supremacy, they were really talking about their own inferiority complex. They were telling black people that they were not worthy of uh, playing basketball with them, but they knew they couldn't beat them. They were telling Jack Johnson, you're not going to box with us, but they knew they couldn't beat him. See, that's their, that's their uh, 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 double psychology that they use on, on you. They want to tell you you're the one inferior, when, when in fact they're the ones that are inferior. What they're doing here. They know black people can get IDs. They don't want the ID so they can cheat when it comes to mail-in ballots and when it comes to drop boxes. Because what the what, what the Republicans are saying is that you can do mail-in ballots, but you have to have either a Social Security number or a driver's license number, some type of ID. Well, they know if they do that, they can't do what they do in Chicago and they say vote early and vote often, which is what they used to do. <laughs> they used to have one guy, one guy from a homeless shelter, go and vote 15 times at different... Uh, polling places. You can't do that if you have to have ID. They know black people can get ID. They are using that and the whole racist argument because they don't want to have ID so they can cheat. Bingo. They want to do bad harvesting without any ID. They want to do drop boxes with no ID. They want to do mail-in ballots with no ID. And then they can cheat like they always have. That's what that's all about. They know black Vince. people can get ID. They're, they're using that as a lie. I'm so glad to hear you say it, and with the passion and conviction you do, because I completely concur, and I know just about everybody with an ounce of common sense does, too. Vince Everett Ellison's latest, 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. Pick it up. I'm looking at it right now. It's available on Amazon. Make sure you read that. It's great information. Vince, always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much.
Anytime, brother. Call me anytime. You got it. God bless. 955, right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.